I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that.
joyous, joyful exaltations to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Woman Wednesdays. I'm your host, Maria Matane. I'm grateful and humbled for your presence here this evening. Tonight's topic is what is the Hegelian dialectic and why it's important to know, part two. That's the theme for this evening. And as we do each week, we're going to learn, we're going to learn what the Most High has to say in reference to this subject because there's no query, no question, no befuddlement or amazement that has not been addressed by the Most High. So I'm going to start up with um, 2 Corinthians 7.1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And James 1.22, but be ye doers of the word, but be ye doers of the word, but be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. We can't deceive ourselves. James 1.8, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And James the 4, verse 8, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. You have to be one-minded. Proverbs 3, 3 to 3, 8. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lead not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. And last but not least, First Peter 4.12 to 4.13. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange things happened upon to you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are the partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also. Ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. With exceeding joy. See, we have to clear our eyes, awaken aware ones even more, and overstand the dynamics of the control mechanisms at play. 
that we could deal with the circumference and the diameter of the situation as a whole. Okay, we're going to take a music moment and come back with tonight's theme. What is the dialectic? What is the, what is the Hegelian dialectic and why it's important? Bless.
watch what you say, they know what you're doing, freedom is all, just an illusion, they watch what you say, they know what you're doing, freedom is all, just an illusion.
Blessings and greetings. That was Claire Angel, praises be. My dear friend, may she rest in power and may her soul continue to ascend. Melody Amor, Illusions. And Yuna, live your life. Tonight's theme What is the Hegelian dialectic and why it's important to know? So the application of the Hegelian dialectic, it has only three steps. Step one, invent a problem. Make an outrageous accusation, propose an absurd theory as if it were truth. Or focus on an issue that already exists and distort it out of all rational proportion. Um, Step two, promote and polarize the problem. Use the news media, newspapers, magazines, radio, and television. Elevate the issue to a fever pitch so that as soon as the people who don't usually care about politics become drawn into the conflict and then demand a solution to the problem. Step three, offer a solution. Through the dialectic, any answer always involves either compromise or complete capitulation to a solution that takes away one or more of our rights and further undermines the constitutional protections we are all guaranteed. Okay, so this is how they've been able to steal more power from us. You know, so as you become aware of the use of HD, overstand HD, (laughs) in everyday life and in the media, you are able to amass the you're able to amass everything they do and act as an obstacle to their progress instead of enabling your own downfall you know so this information i got from the biblebrowser.com 
Lots of um, information is available on the on the Hegelian dialectic. If you were to you know research for yourselves, don't take my word as one. Understand, I come in love and peace and 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 referral, but it's to stimulate and spark something in your own self for you to go and then find out for yourself what you need to know and how it applies to you. You know, so the equation is, you know, the political economy is affected by this, the state-controlled world, state-controlled global, you know, communitarianism, communism. It's a ridiculous idea that constant conflict and continual merging of opposite ideologies as established by the extreme right or left belief systems will lead to spiritual mankind and to final perfection. This is the philosophy behind it. They believe that one has to continually um, argue. And as you argue, you you, um, refine. But as you refine, you're chipping away. Overstand. Some things are meant to be left whole according to its purpose. Right? And so... um, Earlier in Homeschool How, one of my first podcasts, um, I talked about the trivium and quadrivium and why it's in, you know, why I utilize that in my homeschool education with my child. And um, trivium, the Hegelian dialectic is trivium's evil twin, understand, as opposed to critical thinking, you know, so... The trivium is a method of critical thinking based in asking questions in a specific cyclical order. It comprises the first three of the liberal arts, grammar, logic, and rhetoric, where liberal stands for free man. That's what liberal really stands for, free man. Historically, the liberal arts were not allowed to be taught to slaves, but to only the free man. The trivium's order of asking questions goes like this. Who, I'm sorry, what, who, where, when, why, where, when, why, and how. Asking the trivium's questions grants the following. Knowledge leads to understanding that leads to wisdom, right? So this is also mirrored in the process of reality generation of think, your perceptions, you feel, you act, and you manifest. And in our three brains, the neocortex, the higher reason, the limbic system, emotions, reptilian brain, which is the actions. The effect of using trivia method of asking questions, critical thinking enables a person to have discernment as one is able to discern the truth in any given situation. So knowledge plus understanding minus the contradictions gives you the truth of wisdom, understand. And knowledge minus understanding plus contradictions equals folly and lies. All right? So the trivium has an evil twin. It's the cyclical system that mirrors it and, it, and it enables a person or group to manipulate others for their own selfish gain. This evil twin is called thesis, antithesis, and synthesis, right, known as Hegel's dialectic. Whereas the trivium is meant for the free man, Hegel's dialectic is meant to enslave men. It goes like this, thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. In more modern terms, problem, reaction, solution. 
So the triad is usually described in the following way, according to Wikipedia, the thesis intellectual proposition. The antithesis is simply the negation of the thesis, right? A reaction, a reaction to the proposition. And then the synthesis solves the conflict between the thesis and the antithesis by reconciling their common truths and forming a new thesis, starting the process over, over and over and over. So the quote-unquote powers that be create a problem, such as an event, topic, or situation that is divisive among the people, and then they broadcast it through the media and other channels of information dissemination to foment an emotional reaction from the people on both sides of the debate. And then they finally offer the people a solution to the original problem that satisfies both aspects of both sides of the, of the debate, a compromise. So the problem represents what the question action and answer and the reaction is why emotion feelings and the solution to the actionable how The power brokers plan on resolving the original problem, the one that they created in the first place. Okay, and this is really something that is so pervasive that it's, you know, it's like hidden in plain sight. We're so unaware, you know, it's it's being used around the world as a tool to break down traditional beliefs. You know, as we noticed, you know, the terroristic war on culture. If you gather for cultural events, they're going to be police officers and the National Guard and Reserve and guns, right? So now your your traditions have these beliefs of knowing of of subjective violence may be attached. And so the objective is to replace them with something new. And so... Hegel's view that all things unfold in a continuing evolutionary process where each, where each idea or quality inevitably brings forth its opposite, right? And so from that interaction, a third state emerges in which the opposites are integrated, overcome, and fulfilled to a richer and higher synthesis. This has been an effect and part of the way our paradigm shifted since about 1945, you know, it's used to it's it's used today on wayoflife.org. It says the um, the Hegelian dialectic is used today to create a paradigm shift by replacing an old paradigm, a prevailing belief system, with a new one. It's a technique of social evolution and political transcendence. It is not an innocent process. It is used by change agents and facilitators of transformation. So Hegelian dialectics is the framework for guiding our thoughts, actions into conflicts that lead us to a predetermined solution. You know, so we have to really not be deceived by what's happening around us and reacting so quickly. Emotionally, we have to stop and look back at, you know, who who are the players? And then from those players, you know, who stands to gain? And where does the benefit happen for you, your community, your business, your finances? And then pick a side that benefits your own personal familial development. You know, 
So the dialectic process, they want to legalize mind control, justify mind control. You know, um, I think it was on MSNBC, they said that since Trump's been in office, he had like either, I think like 140 verifiable lies. <laughs> 140. He hasn't even been in there six months. Verifiable lies. You know, so hopefully this has piqued your interest to make you look around and um, to notice who's speaking up the loudest and who's staying quiet and what the outcome could be. Because life is, you know, it's, it's all about the chessboard. And um, you can go around it, or you can play the game, or you can know how the game is played and utilize it to master your own movements and not get caught up in it. Understand? We're going to take a music moment, and we're going to come back with Go and Gnosis.
Blessings and Grace, that was NECA, Africans, preceded by Soul Africans, Sex in Africa, and beginning with Coffee, Welcome to My Club. Now we're going to move forward into the going gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. Right now, there is a brand new company, and it's called Swimmer. S-W-I-M-M-A. It's a black-owned company, and they make swimming caps for ones with afros and locks. They come in different sizes. The website is swimmer, S-W-I-M-M-A dot co dot Z-A, Z like zebra. Swimmer, S-W-I-M-M-A dot co dot Z-A. And they have the swimming caps in regular afro, super large afro, and um, the different sizes and different colors, afro regular. (laughs) And um, they have pictures of families with locks and different types of natural hair. And their hair is protected and they're able to swim in the pool with the chlorine and be confident afterwards. So again, that's swimmer. Get your swimmer cap to protect your hair. And your locks. On um, news.com.au, the U.S. Navy has ordered has ordered the third nuclear-powered aircraft into North Korean waters. Now they're not moving aircraft into waters to turn back. There's a positioning taking place. That's the third nuclear-powered aircraft carrier into North Korean waters by the U.S. Navy. Okay. On CNN.com, May Crown vows retaliation if chemical weapons are used in Syria. So the French president, Macron, is welcoming and siding with Putin. And um, he's saying that if anything happens, He's going to respond. So this sounds like the makings of, you know, wars. So we have to pray and send the energy of confoundment and lack of communication and dissipation of all those matters. Use your body as an antenna. And when you say your prayers, send that energy in there. Understand. And on fair.org, five years later, the U.S. admits lies about deadly Honduran shooting. Five years later. So a Justice Department, a Justice and State Department review reveals that top Drug Enforcement Administration officials lied repeatedly to justice and to Congress about deadly shootings in Honduras in May of 2012, including an incident off the Mosquito Coast in which a boat was fired on, killing four passengers, among them a 14-year-old boy. Bless the family. DEA officials long maintained and media reported that those killed were drug dealers who had first fired. Presented now is shocking revelation unearthed by government digging. The findings are no surprise to regional experts like the University of California, Santa Cruz, historian Dana Frank, nor should they be to the press. Um, 
when Counterspin spoke to Frank in May 2012, she said, you know, this was a great opportunity for the truth to come out. You know? And so, you know, now this family has been five years and they relied upon, you know, and then we wonder why things are happening all over the world and it's all of this subterfuge and just negative energy, you know, and there is a fear and and a disillusionment, you know, and we have to break through that ourselves and not let it overtake us and overpower us, you know. And so on Reuters.com, Congo approves the use of Ebola vaccinations to fight the outbreak. So for a long time, you know, there was an objection, but now the Democratic Republic of Congo Health Ministry has approved the use of a new Ebola vaccine to counter an outbreak in its northeast that has killed four people. So it killed four people, supposedly. So now they're going to let this vaccine that's man-made, and Bill Gates and all these people are really for these vaccines, you know, the the whole eugenics. His family, I think his father was one of the founders of the Eugenics Society, you know, and so the non-objection was given. So now there's a Medicine San Frontiers team that's arriving in Congo today to validate the protocol with the technical teams, the health ministry said by telephone. And the vaccine, known as RVSV ZBOV, was developed by Merck. It was developed by Merck and not yet licensed. They're giving this vaccine out in the Congo. They're like speed dialing this. It's not even licensed, but it was shown to be highly effective against Ebola Ebola in clinical trials published last December. So as of Friday, the Congo had registered, not verified, but registered the two total suspected cases, you know, by the World Health Organization. This is sad. You know, pray for the ones in the Congo because they're about to get infected for real. You know, that's an example of the dialectic, of the Hegel, of the Hegelian dialectic as well. Problem, reaction, solution. Now the health ministry is now, now everyone has to get this vaccination in the Congo. And it hasn't even been licensed by anybody. And Mark just to get to use them as guinea pigs. Run fire on that spirit. For real. And on France24.com, the Paris mayor, there was a big uproar in Paris recently. So the mayor vowed to halt a black feminist festival. Okay, so the Nyansapo Festival has seared anger and outrage across France, divided political spectrum after both left and right-leaning groups discovered it intended to keep 80% of its festival space exclusive to black women, according to NBC News. Another section would be set up for black men, while the final section would be open to the general public. The public realization that the group intended to exclude anyone but black women stirred outrage and anger across France, 
earning condemnations from Paris Mayor Anne Hidalgo, as well as French anti-racism organizations. Anti-racism. Because black women want to get together privately and discuss black women's stuff. The anti-racism organizations. And so the group SOS Racism Me issued a public statement slamming the festival, describing it as discriminatory. So the mayor, Mayor Hidalgo, will ask the city to ban the event entirely. However, the controversy goes deeper than merely public public disapproval at the exclusion of anyone but black women. The supporters of the failed French presidential candidate, Marine Le Pen, the head of the far-right National Front Party, widely associated with the global alt-right movement, which, you know, Trump is a part of, took to Twitter over the weekend to call for the festival to be banned and stirring an unusual alliance between far-right nationalists, anti-racism groups, and the Socialist Party mayor. So overstand, the black women want to get together, and they were even gracious enough to say, okay, the brothers could come, but they could, but the brothers have to be here. And for the rest of you people, we have all of this set up for you. They didn't even have to accommodate anybody else. And even with all that, you have the Socialist Party, the anti-racism groups, and the far-right nationalists all joined together. They said unusual alliance, okay? So it was, it was just crazy. And so then after that all took place, and was the Paris mayor backtrack. So she has announced that a solution has been found after she pleaded yesterday to ban the Black Feminist Festival set to take place in July. It's an embarrassing turnaround for the mayor, France 24 says, who appears to have leapt to a position of far-right groups instead of checking the facts of the situation. The facts with the facts. At the end of the day, the facts is what won the day. You know, you just look stupid just in general principle because you shouldn't have said anything at all. There's lots of little tomato sauce festivals and whatever kind of festival. People have all kinds of festivals. And they have the right, especially when they're paying for it, to invite whoever they want or exclude whoever they want. It's it's the whole it's like a terrorist attack on culture. Not like it is. So The Nyan Sapo Fest, which is organized by the Mwasi Collective, is set to take place in northern Paris between July, between the 28th and the 30th of July. So anyone listening that in Europe, go support these sisters. It's the Nyan Sapo Festival, N-Y-A-N-S-A-P-O Fest, okay? And um, it's um, organized by the Mwasi Collective, M-W-A-S-I Collective, it's set to take place in northern Paris between July 28th and 30th. And so in recent days, the festival organizers have been lambasted by certain social media users, especially from far-right and white nationalist circles, due to the fact that certain sessions will only be open to black women. So on Sunday, the Paris mayor jumped to the decision, tweeting that the festival was discriminatory and she would take a firm and immediate action to ban it. However, only a day later, Haldago took to Twitter to announce that the festival will go ahead after all. This prompted ridicule on social media with the number one hashtag in France, stealing a line from her most recent tweet following my firm intervention. She said her firm intervention. Following my firm intervention yesterday with organizers, a clear solution was established. She still tried to act, you know, all Trumpish about it. 
my firm intervention yesterday was organized. It, really, a clear solution. It was already a clear, you know, solution established. What was the point? So, what happened? The Nyansapo Festival has divided its events into four categories. Those open exclusively to black women, which account for 80% of the activities. Those open to both black women and black men. And those open to women of color and those open to everyone. The majority of events are reserved for black female participants. So, I mean, it's even reserved. The organizers say it's important to restrict access to certain sessions so that black women can engage in open, honest conversations about their unique struggles without judgment from others. A controversy was started by the far right. The initial outcry about the festival overstand the, the, the um, dialectic being played right here, the whole Hegelian dialectic. The initial outcry about the festival and the language used to condemn it seems to have sprung from far-right social media users. So the social media is the one, you know, the far-right within the proportion is the one that made the whole brouhaha happen. One early person tweeted about it was a far-right nationalist and an anti-immigrant blogger who um, uses the name Francois Deschuchet, um and refers to French people who are not from an immigrant background. He talks about, you know, the whole anti-immigration thing. So he put a festival with spaces forbidden to whites, you know, and that started the whole madness. And this festival's been going on for years, <laughs> no problem, you know. And so the Mawasi Collective told told France 24 that the city hall's um, position was hypocritical from the beginning. Exactly. If you could ask Madame Hidalgo why she wanted to ban our festival when she finances and participates in, in the feminist lesbian film festival, which is only open to women, that would really be cool. So not only that this mayor is a hypocrite as well. You know, she financed and participates in the feminist lesbian film festival. I'm not even going to say the name of it to promote it, which is only open to women. But she want to bust up black women sitting together. That's why we must sit together. Because there's, there's, there's magic in those moments. And we got to figure out what it is and how to utilize it and how to manifest. That's why we got to find, you know, the most high within and hear his words. He can lead us to the ones that the magic can happen with. You know? Can you imagine? international event over black women trying to come together and have a festival. That's why we have to have our moments and our festivals. And so moving forward on urbanintellectuals.com, which is a great website to get information and news from, um, there was an article I read back in April and um it's relevant to now as well because they first posed the question, are black judges being targeted and killed? So Judge Raymond Miles, 66, was shot and killed at his home on April 10th. And then just three days later, the first black woman appointed to the New York State's highest court, Judge Sheila Abdus Salam, 65, was found dead in the Hudson River. So police currently have someone in custody for the shooting death of Judge Raymond Miles. And Judge Miles came outside after hearing gunshots and the woman screaming. The woman could be heard by a neighbor screaming, don't kill him, 
Why was her life spared, but the judge was killed despite the fact that the suspect was shooting at the woman? You see what I'm saying? Again, problem, reaction, solution. He's going to come outside because he's going to hear screaming and gunshots. Boom, and then he's dead. Despite the fact, God bless both these people's families. This woman, Judge Sheila Abdul Salam, was the, you know, the first black woman appointed to the New York State's highest court. She was 65. She worked that career. She dotted the I's and crossed the T's. And she got found dead in the Hudson River. What kind of madness? You know, and Judge Raymond Miles. And initially, they ju- they the news, it was ruled as a suicide with Judge Sheila Abdus-Salam. They tried to pass it off as a suicide. Some of the judge's associates, you see what I'm saying? Associates, who are these associates? Told police, Judge Abdus-Salam seems stressed out or depressed. What do they do? What do they know what her stressed out face is? Right? We wear the mask that grins and lies and hides our face and shields our eyes. Overstand. Why should we let the world be overwise? Overstand. They don't know the black man's plight, the black woman's plight. They don't know what the face means. How dare they? How dare they? And then they're saying this information, along with her family history of suicide, her mother and brother committed suicide, may have led the authorities to believe, you know, this woman wanted to live. She was appointed to the highest court. The, the, um, so the autopsy came back inconclusive as the cause of death. Police say there were no visible wounds on her body, and they're still searching for more evidence. And so they're now saying her death is suspicious and have not expanded on why they believe her death is suspicious. Both cases are a bit suspicious. Some may say Chicago was known for its high crime, but there are holes in both cases that will hopefully you know, be filled soon. And then so recently, um, five days ago, on News1.com, police investigating death of black federal prosecutor found in Florida Beach. Now, this is the third one. You know, and, and about a year and a half ago, there was this instance, and check it out on YouTube. It wasn't widely in the news, but there was these reporters that were just reporting and they were talking about this connection, how there was like 30 herbal masters that got, that were murdered in 30 days. You know, a lot of people that held the sacred knowledge of the herbs and how to utilize them to clear and cure all these ailments and diseases, you know? And so companies like Merck don't want that to happen. You know, all these other companies that invest millions into these commercials and the proliferation of their chemical atrocities don't want this knowledge to be passed down. So we have to hold it dear and teach our children and our grandchildren what different flowers and, and, and leaves and trees mean, you know? And so now they're going after black people in the judicial system in high levels. So beachgoers discovered the body of Barrington J. Wisenich Jr. in Hollywood, Florida, early Wednesday. Florida police are looking into the mystery death. Mystery. You know, they could build cities on Mars, right? But this is a mystery. 
a black federal prosecutor who was found dead on a local beach in Hollywood, Florida, early Wednesday, reports the New York Daily News. The body was Barrington J. Wisenot, a 37-year-old, 37, investigating visa and passport fraud cases. He was investigating the visa and passport fraud cases, was found early Wednesday with, with, with what the police say was a, was a head wound. God bless his family. His mother, his children, his wife, whoever. Just bless that whole situation for them over there. Because that's, that's a horrible way to go. And these people really, you know, dedicated themselves to their progression within their career. And so we have to really look at these careers, you know. And I guess that's the message. <laughs> look into these careers, black man. You know, because at one time, you know, there were as high as 85% white people dominated as far as employers, employees of the judicial system. So now it's down to like 65%, I read. So, you know, the 40% is creeping up (laughs) and they're shooting people. And this is sad. You know, so we have to just build up our inner strength and converse and have inner dialogue so that our so that our steps are blessed and sure footed and we can maneuver within this neurotic society. We're gonna take a music moment and come back with the technology. Living in a joke time, metaphorical coke time, commerce and girl men, run the whole world men, bone trunk and debauchery, old world brutality, cold world kills softly, whole world runs savagely, reading men and pride fiends, program TV screens, quick scam and drag queens, real life been blasphemed, think twice as past dream, crime if you ask clean, quick fast reports and have entered the bloodstream, psychological maps, the consequences of tragedy, mythological characters, men and women as parody, superficial advantage, borderline insanity, out of order humanity, crime committed so passively, desperados and casualties, corporations want batteries, explanations of strategies, domination and mastery, Owns, owns, and bankrupt, grown people so corrupt, vice lords and yellow men, junkies of popularity, culture so independent, ultra scavenge reality, past feeling depravity, decaying social cavity, preying on human ignorance, popular immorality, symptoms of disease head, population misled, self-indulgent past dead, absence to the godhead, hips pushes and harlotry, nepotism, no artistry, despotism and piracy, desperation, dishonesty, business decision policy, more money, less equality, inflated global ego, imitating reality, pseudo cycle, new feral, poison, frozen arrows, hypocritical salary, idle hands, devil's agency, predisposed to complacency, jealousy and audacity, Stages social gluttony, stages of mass malignancy, epidemic deception, generation and atrophy, glam life and debt, scam life and editors, by products of neglect, children hiding from creditors, absence of self-respect, phony scared of competitors, sound of luxury at someone's expense, sent to the children, used up to sacrifice, blind to the consequence, smoked up in dope pipes, ecstasy, fast life, recklessly past life, narcotics and cash fights, erotic society, benefactors turned actors, addictions, triple captors, experience manufacturing this erotic toxic society.
boy, they're looking for the comments when he Marxists. 10,000 pictures on Facebook, it's like the pot calling the kettle narcissist. Come on, really, saying the devil, but you the chief arsonist? Hypocrites can't even see their own partners. No reflection, vampire paradigm, no introspection. Star that, star rants is a breakdown. Three months before, pure obsession, picture can't take down. Children, it's a shakedown, they just looking for a sacrifice. They've been doing this before Bobby Darren sang Mac the Knife. Before James Dean's cards with a jackknife. Half just because they lack life or lack guts. Never confuse the head with the butt. Opinions are like assholes and most of them stink. I was told by a woman, so rethink. Don't ever let them lead you to drink, lead you to doubt, lead you to fall, get up, stand up, cast loose for out. Shake it up, baby. Watch them twisting and shout. Insecure assholes looking for a ticket to ride on somebody like a ticket. It's fucking wicked. Shame on another. This erotic toxic society. Psychology and desperate need of psychiatry, exorcism, sobriety, force and social lobotomies, people stuck in dichotomy, pseudo-psycho-anxiety, serial criminals dressed in variety, social transmitism, subliminal dressed up as piety, transference projections like Cartesian images, robbing innocence, stealing inheritance, quiet victims with no defense, betrayed over dollars and cents, maladjusted and ignorant, malediction and dissonance. Too much addiction, no consciousness. Don't trust it. This cosmology's busted. Broken, it returns to the dust. It thinks of corruption, oppression, deceit, abuse, and repeat. They don't feel complete unless they're robbing the sheep. Man is not a product if you call him that to stop it. And it's the rod of godless society. Every lie is illegal. Every law is illegal. Every government upon the face of this earth today is illegal. One of them is legal. Fire bond the oppressor way I bring with the tears. 
Blessings and grace, that was LaBelle. What can I do for you? What can you do for me? Okay? Kita, stand for something. And Lauren Hill, Neurotic Society. We're going to move forward into technology. And today, I'm saddened to report that there is the first biopay shop. A company in South Korea has opened its first biopay shop where customers can pay for things with the scan of their hand. With the scan of their hand. This is on msn.com backslash es-us. Okay? A company in South Korea has opened its first biopay shop where customers can pay for things with the scan of their hand. The technology is just as many, one of many of the countries is testing before rolling it out to the world. Before rolling it out to the world. And this is on MSN. Okay? So we have to come into some kind of um, decisions within ourselves. There's a crossroads. If they're serious about reporting that, and that, and that, and that, that is the true intent, one has to make preparations for that intent. You can't ignore it. Okay? And on Nerdist.com, they now have a touchscreen that you can spray paint on. All right? So due to its ubiquity, the touchscreen is a piece of technology that we seem to really take for granted nowadays. They're everywhere. But how do they work? You know, so the, so the simple explanation is that the touch surface carries a small electrical charge, and by disrupting that charge with the touch of your finger upon that surface, the computer can figure out where you've touched by checking where the charge has been lost. So this technology is um, evolving and getting more precise every day, and now we're nearing the point where we can turn just about anything into a touch-sensitive device. Scientists at Carnegie Mellon University have figured out how to turn virtually any object into a touchscreen using a conductive spray paint. So the new, uh, so the new, te- the new technology is called electric, and it's trick T R I C K over sand. Electric works very much like a type of touchscreen you're used to, and all you have to do is coat an object with the conductive spray. And it allows those surfaces to conduct a small amount of electricity via a process called electric field tomography. And electrodes placed around the surface's edges will enable to detect where and when you put your finger and how it has disrupted the change. So it's not quite as accurate as your phone's touchscreen, but scientists have tested the technique on a guitar and on a brain made of jello. Overstand, they made a brain look like jello and spray painted it. Overstand the implications of that. And they found that it can locate a finger accurate to within a centimeter. So this is, this is electric. It's a trick, right? On unage.ch, they have designer viruses stimulate the immune system to fight cancer. So Swiss scientists at the University of Geneva, and that's the website, the University of Geneva dot C H U N I G E dot C H, they found out and um they created artificial viruses. Now we've known they've had artificial viruses. A lot of viruses from the research I've seen um 
have been created, you know. So they have created artificial viruses that can be used to target cancer. Problem, reaction, solution, right? The design of viruses alert the immune system and cause it to send killer cells to help fight the tumor. So this is like remote control viruses now. So the result was published in the journal, again, Nature Communications. Check out that Nature Communications, all right? So they're saying that this provides a basis for innovative cancer treatments. And so they're going to use it in, in, in um, immunotherapies. And so we have to keep our immune system stabilized and strong because now they have artificial viruses that are like remote control. And on theguardian.com, they have a magical, that's the word that they're using, magical, in quotes. Antibiotic brings fresh hope and battle against the drug resistance. That's what I was just talking about a few minutes ago. So they're calling it magical. (laughs) So the antibiotic has been modified, (laughs) you know, and so they're saying that this is supposed to help fight the threat of antibiotic-resistant infections. So they were pounding people with too much antibiotics whenever they went to the doctor. People weren't using things like, you know, um, all of oregano and things like that to secure their immune systems. And they were taking the antibiotics instead. And so after a while, these viruses became antibiotic resistant. So they have the solution. Modified antibiotics to fight modified viruses. And so on independent.co.uk, the gene editing technique scientists hoped will cure cancer and all inherited diseases have found to have a dangerous flaw. Now, that is wonderful news. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I talked about this, and I said for once to pray for them to be confounded and have confusion, overstand for the ones that prayed, because boom, here it is. They have found to have had a dangerous flaw. We're critical that the scientific community consider the potential hazards of all off-target mutations caused by the CRISPR, that CRISPR gene editing thing that they were touting now is going to cause off-target mutations. You're going to make cyclopses, right, (laughs) and minotaurs (laughs) with that gene sensor. And on jacobschool.com, ucsd.edu they have now invented um, in San Diego, California May 24th nano engineers at the University of of San Diego have developed the first printed battery that is flexible stretchable and rechargeable it's a printed that 3D printer can do everything now it can print houses, it can print organs (laughs) it can print ceramics for you And now it can even print out a battery, and it's flexible and stretchable and rechargeable. So the zinc batteries could be used to power everything from wearable sensors to solar cells and other kinds of electronics. So this work appears in the April 19th issue of Advanced Energy Materials. And so the researchers made the printed batteries flexible and stretchable by incorporating a hyperelastic polymer material made from isoprene, one of the main ingredients in rubber, and polystyrene, a resin-like component, and the substance known as cis, S-I-S, of course it takes the cis 
to assist it, allows the batteries to stretch twice their size in any direction without suffering damage. So they can stretch twice their size. I mean, the technology is really amazing when you think about it. You can print out a battery. It's flexible, stretchable, and rechargeable. And so on kickstarter.com, I check that out from time to time to see what new innovations are happening and to also invest in them. You know, you could be on the ground floor of an amazing opportunity. And so there's this great bag. I think it's a really good opportunity. It's called FYB London, the world's smartest handbag. So it's a wireless charging. It has a wireless charging pocket. That can, it can charge. Your pocketbook can charge your laptop, your iPad, your phone. And the, and the pocketbook itself has a fingerprint lock. So use your fingerprint to get into the bag. So even if somebody stole your bag, they couldn't get into it because it needs your fingerprint. And it has distance alerts. So there's an app to your phone, of course. And say you just, you know, you're in the moment and you forget your bag. Your bag is going to beep you and tell you, hey, you left me. And then it has RFID credit card protection. Because there's this new technology where these hacker-type individuals can be standing next to you or near you online at a store, and they go and they walk past you, and because of the chips in the card, it can read it and, like, zap, zoop your information into their system that they're carrying portably. And so that's how the identity theft happens so prolifically. So with this RFD credit card protection already embedded in the pocketbook, and on top of it, it's pure leather. And it's really nicely made. I mean, it's fashionable, you know. So that's something for ones to look out for and to go and know more about is places like Kickstarter as well. If you have an idea that you want to fund, you know, make a video about it. You know, it doesn't even have to, you know, with even just pictures or you speaking on it, showing the prototype, the process of you making it or whatever you're doing, and see if ones can fund it. Because this is... um. And so for this site, you can make a pledge of $10 without a reward, or you could pledge $1 and get a special thanks and mention in their blog. Or you could pledge $2.59 and get the super early bird London smart city bag, and then you get the bag, and you get um, the 13.5-inch padded laptop compartment, you know, and everything. And you get it 35% off the retail value. And if you pledge, um, and they have different pledging amounts that gives you different kinds of benefits for being a part of it. And so that's something to look into. And that pocketbook is something I really want, to be able to charge my things on the go and have the RFID protection embedded. Because I bought these sleeves. They had them at um, Bed Bath & Beyond. They come in a four-pack, and they're paisley. They're cute. And so you slip your... ATM card and your credit cards, like the kind they used to give you when you got your card from a bank when you first signed up for an account. But these have the RFID chip protection inside the sleeves. So I, you know, I put my cards inside and put them inside the slits in my wallet. So that way, if someone's, you know, around, they can't get my information, you know. So, but, but just having the bag do that is even better. And on Engadget.com, they um PBS is is releasing Baby's First Baby's First HDMI dongle. So you know how Roku 
has the HDMI dongle that you can just plug into the back of the television set. It's the size of a thumb, and then you can have Roku on your TV. They have a little cute green car, and you and you stick it into the HDMI of your TV that has that connectivity, and you can watch anything without ads on PBS Kids. And they also have interactive games, and it's just, you know, PBS Kids plug-and-play. And which is apparently the first streaming stick just for children. It even looks like a toy car with four wheels and a racing stripe. And so you, you just attach it to your TV. It's exactly what it says, plug and play. And you get the added benefit of your child being able to have an interactive experience as if they were on the website playing the different learning games. And so the plug and play is only $50. So that's PBS Kids Plug and Play. And you don't have to worry about your child um, being subjected to commercials and things of that sort. And on TechRepublic.com, my son had a Kano kit. Um, He has a video on ZephX Plays um, on YouTube, Z-E-P-H-X-P-L-A-Y-Z, ZephX Plays. And he puts together his own computer using the Kano kit. So now I just found out on Tech Republic that they have um, a Raspberry Pi laptop. So it's not from Kano. It's from a different company, and but it has the same premise. But instead of putting together a computer, your child or teenager can make their own laptop. And it comes with the Raspberry Pi, which is um, one of the smallest, simplest forms of computers you can use. It can fit in your pocket. And so it's flexible. And so this is called Pi-Top. Again, that's Pi-Top Kit. It gives you everything you need to turn a $35 computer into a laptop. So at $299, that's how much it costs, including the Pi 3. The Build Your Own Laptop Kit adds the cost of the board. Um, and so it turns it into a mobile computer, which is great. And it gives the young ones, you know, um, self-esteem, knowing that they they put this together themselves. It helps them have better understanding of the circuitry board and how everything works. And in this time of high technology, we need to get our youth, you know, hands-on, tangible, you know, kinetic learning where they can not be afraid of um, technology and master over it as they were made to. Okay, so blessings and grace. We're going to take a music moment and we'll be back with Herbnology. Passing by fucking couch potatoes, flicking TV traps, watching the Marines undergo an urban community training. F-14s flying over project buildings, nobody's saying any fucking thing, questioning not anything. Massive mindless men making, creating clones, baking better marine men. Masons making, breaking, creating codes so the luminous can understand the wise wise man. Secret society, souls, souls and bones, Hitler, Bush, Hitler, Bush, Hitler, Bush, Hitler, Bush. Worshipping a baby, mind is anti-Christ. 
control the mind of the young innocent. We are go burn them out, yeah. We are go talk it loud and proud, yeah. From afar, them a come with them blur, and them now put them aside in a them heart. We a go on them out, yeah. We a go shout it loud and proud, yeah. Watch it.
Yes, we just want to be prepared. That was Jill Scott prepared. And Claire Angel, run the wicked away. And Latin Cafe, power to conquer. Now we're going to move forward into herbnology at realpharmacy.com. Um, they have the must-have plants that repel mosquitoes. As the summer months come upon us, these are the plants you should have in your front yard, in your backyard, on your deck. You know, um, So lemon balm is the number one plant. Lemon balm is a member of the mint family and has a strong, distinctive smell to match. It's quite good at keeping biting insects away from the area in which they're planted. Be warned, though, lemon balm is an invasive species, so it will grow more on its own once you plant it. But the point is to keep the mosquitoes away, so why not? Um, Plant number two is catnip. So catnip um, contains Nepotilla taconin which does a great job of repelling insects, but the downside of it is that it will attract felines. And plant number three is basil, and basil is quite toxic to mosquito larvae, so guaranteeing that any mosquitoes that knows what's good for them will stay, will stay far away, so plant basil. And number four is lavender. We humans love the smell of lavender insects, not so much. In addition to warding off mosquitoes, lavender does a great job of keeping moths and flies away too. So this plant in particular is quite good at warding off these insects when it rubs against the human skin. So you can also put it on your body and have that extra protection as well as having it planted on, on your grounds. Plant number five is peppermint, and that's a well-known insect repellent. And in oil form, it's known to kill the larvae of several invasive insect species. And plant number six is citrusum, and that's spelled C-I-T-R-O-S-U-M, citrusum. This plant is actually marketed as a mosquito plant. However, there are some doubts about its effectiveness, especially when compared to some of the other plants on the list. But still, it's better than using nothing at all, and it does at least have some repellent properties but it's not as strong as the others. And plant seven and eight is sage and rosemary. And so if you're planning on having a campfire or barbecue, throw a little sage and rosemary into the fire. As long as you're near the smoke, it'll keep the insects away. So like many other plants, um, it also has the added benefit of smelling quite nice to the human nose. So this summer you can have these on your area, lemon balm, catnip, basil, Lavender, peppermint, citrusum, sage, as well as rosemary. And also on realpharmacy.com, they have 15 plants and herbs that boost lung health. So your lungs are important, you know, heal respiratory infections, and even repair pulmonary damage. So the first um, herb on this list is licorice root. And it's one of the more widely consumed herbs in the world. It's, and it's a big part of traditional Chinese medicine. It occurs in a lot of formulas than any other single herb because it's thought to harmonize the actions of the other herbs. And so licorice is very soothing and softens the mucous membranes of the throat and especially the lungs and stomach and at the same time cleanses any inflamed mucous membrane that needs immune system support. And we talked about keeping that immunity together you know, because they have the modified antibiotic waiting to just give it to you, okay? And the next one is colt's foot. 
and that has traditionally been used by Native Americans, indigenous indigenous people for this for thousands of years to strengthen the lungs. It clears out excess mucus from the lungs and the bronchial tubes. It soothes the mucous membranes in the lungs, and it's been shown in research to assist with asthma, coughs, bronchitis, and lung ailments. So that's Colt's foot. And it's available in dried form. Tea um, is also an alcohol extract known as a tincture. And cannabis, the toxic breakdown of therapeutic comp- of compounds in cannabis from burning the plant are totally avoided with vaporization. Extraction and inhaling cannabinoid essential oils of the unprocessed plant affords significant mitigation of the irritation to the overall cavity that comes from smoking. So cannabis is perhaps one of the most effective anti-cancer plants in the world, shown in study after study to stimulate cannabinoid receptor activization in specific genes and mediate the anti-invasive effect of cannabinoids. So vaporizing cannabis allows the active ability of infections. It reduces the ability for for infections to spread, and it um, stimulates the body's natural immune response significantly. So vaporizing cannabis opens up airways and senses acting as a bronchial dilator. It is even a proven method to treat and reverse asthma. I know when I was younger, um, I had family members from Jamaica, and they would say that um, cannabis tea was good for asthma. And so... um, Moving forward into osha root, O-S-H-A root. Osha root is a herb native to the Rocky Mountain area and has been historically used by the Native Americans for respiratory support. So the roots of the plant contain camphor, camphor and other compounds, which makes it one of the best lung support herbs in America, osha root, one of the best lung support herbs in America. One of the main benefits of osha root is that it helps increase the circulation to the lungs which makes it easier to take deep breaths. And also when seasonal activities flare up in your sinuses, OSHA root, which is, an, which is not an actual antihistamine, but it does produce similar effects and it may help calm the respiratory irritation. And then you have thyme, and thyme is very powerful. And um, it fights against chest congestion it produces a powerful antiseptic essential oils, which are classified as naturally antibiotic and, and, and as well as antifungal. So thyme is known to zap acne and things like that as well. But thyme tea has the power to chase away and eliminate bacteria and viruses. So whether your infection is based, it'll work. Thyme, is, thyme has been used as a lung remedy and consumed since antiquity and is, um, and it's, and it prevents and treats respiratory tract infections and bacterial infections and pneumonia. You have oregano. It contains vitamins and nutrients required by the immune system, so your body requires it. And it's a primary benefit, you know, to you as well. And um, it's a natural decongestant and a histamine reducer. So it has positive benefits on your respiratory tract and your nasal passage airflow. And lobelia... Um, and so lobelia helps you to breathe more deeply. It was used by Appalachian people. Lobelia, by some accounts, is thought to be one of the most valuable herbal remedies in existence. Now, I believe the Appalachians probably got it from the Native Americans, overstand, 
And so the extracts of lobelia contain lobeline, which showed positive effects in the treatment of multi-drug resistant tumors. So lobelia has positive effects in treatments of multi-drug resistant. Overstand, multi-drug resistant tumor cells. So that's the fight right there against, you know, against this genetically modified antibiotic is the lobelia, number one. Okay, it contains an alkaloid. Um, known as lobeline, which thins mucus, breaks up congestion. It also stimulates the adrenal glands to release epinephrine, so it relaxes the airways and follows for easier breathing. And it helps to relax the smooth muscles. And, you know, it's also included in many cough and cold remedies. So it should be a part of everyone's respiratory support protocol. And um, elecampane, is another one. It's a natural antibacterial agent for the lungs. And you also have eucalyptus, which is native to Australia, and that promotes respiratory health, and it, and it soothes throat irritation. And you have mullein, and the flowers are used to make an herbal extract that helps to strengthen the lungs. And it's used by many herbal practitioners to clear mucus, excess mucus from the lungs, and also to cleanse the bronchial tubes and reduce inflammation present in the respiratory tract. So a tea can be made from one teaspoon of dried herb to one cup of boiled water, or you could take a tincture. Lungwort, I mean, the word lung is in it. Lungwort is a tree-growing lichen that actually resembles lung tissue. Overstand the Most High, the nature of the Most High. It actually resembles lung tissue in appearance. So the natural remedy doesn't just look the part as early as the 1600s, Lungwort has been used to promote lung and respiratory and clear congestion. Pulmonary selections come in all kinds to seek an herbologist for direction. So lungwort contains compounds that are powerfully effective against harmful organisms that affect the respiratory tract. And chaparral contains powerful antioxidants, and, it's, and it also helps resist um, irritation. It, you know, it's known to fight the histamine response. It inhibits um, aerobic and anaerobic activity of the cancer cells. And chaparral is, is also a herb that fights against all kinds of other harmful organisms, but, it, but it's really great at inhibiting cancer cells, overstand chaparral. The benefits of chaparral are most available in a tincture extraction, but the chaparral tea may support respiratory problems by encouraging an expectorant action. So it'll help you bring up whatever mucus is in your chest as well. And sage, um, which has a really great aroma, and the oils are a source of many benefits for lung problems and and, um, common respiratory ailments, and it's good for sore throats and coughs. And, of course, peppermint, because it contains menthol, which is a soothing ingredient known to relax and and soothe the smooth muscles of the respiratory tract and promote free breathing. And last but not least, we have plantif leaf. And plantif leaf has been used for hundreds of years to ease, cough, and soothe irritated mucous membranes. And many of its constituents show antibacterial and antimicrobial, as well as being anti-inflammatory and anti-toxic. Okay, so plantain is antibacterial, antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory, and anti-toxic. So clinical trials have found it favorable against cough, cold, and lung irrita- irritation. So the plantain leaf is, a, is an added bonus, 
and it'll also help relieve a dry cough by, by, you know, getting the mucus to come out of the lungs. So that's plantain leaf, peppermint, sage, chaparral, lungwort, mullein, eucalyptus, elecampane, lobelia, oregano, thyme, osher root, cannabis, coltsfoot, and licorice. Now we're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace. Thank you. 
every time someone smiles at me or gives rewards, I know that you are here. You are my fierce portrait with no sitting feet. No time to rest when the world is at its knees. No time to make appointments. Time to take notice. No waiting for your name to be called. I move to the rhythm of your heartbeat. Love, you are my reflection. With you, I have no fear. With you, there's nothing I can't bear. You are my weapon against enemies. Sometimes people think I'm crazy because with you, I see no boundaries. A no-limit soldier. A woman who bears fruit and names him after you. Love with you is real. Blessings and grace. That was Osalande, my reflection featuring divine essence. And preceding that was Claire Angel, love is all I bring. As we move into the metaphysics of the moment, I wanted to talk about um, Sylvanus. He's mentioned four instances in the King James Bible in 2 Corinthians one nineteen. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Sylvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. Okay. First Theologians 1 1. Paul and Sylvanus and Timotheus unto the church of Thessalonians, which is in the God, the Father, and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you. And peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In Second Thessalonians one one, Paul and Sylvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. And last, First Peter five twelve, by Sylvanus, a faithful brother unto you, as I suppose. I have written briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Wherein ye stand. So to move deeper into the teachings of Salvanus, which is part of the non commodity. His teaching says, Abolish every childish time of life. Acquire for yourself strength of mind and soul. And intensify the struggle against every folly of the passions of love and base wickedness and love of praise, and fondness of contention, and tiresome jealousy, and wrath, and anger, and the, and the desire of avarice. Guard your camp, and weapons, and spears. Arm yourself and all the soldiers, which are the words, which are the words 
which are the words, and the commanders, which are the counsels, and your mind as a guiding principle. My son, throw out every robber out of your gates. Guard all your gates with torches, which are thy words. And you will acquire through all these things a quiet life. But he who will not guard these things will become like a city, which is desolate since it has been captured. All kinds of wild beasts have trampled upon. For thoughts which are not good are evil wild beasts. And your city will be filled with robbers, and you will not be able to acquire peace, but only all kinds of savage wild beasts. The wicked one who is a tyrant is lord over these, while direction... While directing this, he, the wicked one, is beneath the great mire. The whole city, which is your soil, will perish. Remove yourself from these things, O wretched soul, guide and your teacher. The mind is the guide, but the reason is the teacher. They will bring you out of destruction and dangers. Listen, my son, to my advice. Do not show your back to your enemies and flee but rather pursue them as a strong one. Be not an animal with men pursuing you, but rather be a man with you pursuing the evil wild beast, lest somehow they become victorious over you and trample upon you as on a dead man, and you perish due to their wickedness. O wretched man, what will you do if you fall into their hands? Protect yourself lest you be delivered into the hands of your enemies and trust yourself to this pair of friends, reason and mind, and no one will be victorious over you. May God dwell in your camp. May his spirit protect your gates. And may the mind of divinity protect the walls. Let holy reason become a torch in your mind, burning the wood, which is the whole of sin. And if you do these things, oh, my son, You will be victorious over all your enemies, and they will not be able to wage war against you. Neither will they be able to resist, nor will they be able to get in your way. For if you find these, you despise them as deniers of truth. They will speak to you, conjoling you and enticing you, not because they are afraid of you, but because they are afraid of those who dwell within you, namely the guardians of divinity and teaching. My son, accept the education and the teaching. Do not flee from the education and the teaching. But when you are taught, accept it with joy. When you are taught, accept it with joy. And if you are educated in any matter, do what is good. You will plait a crown of education by your guiding principle. Put on the holy teaching like a robe. Make yourself noble-minded through good conduct. Obtain austerity of good discipline. Judge yourself like a wise judge. Judge yourself. Don't deny yourself. Judge yourself. It says it right here from Antiquity. Judge yourself like a wise judge. Do not go astray from my teaching and do not acquire ignorance. What are you going to acquire ignorance for? That's stupid. 
Yet people do it. And they feel themselves doing it. Like my nine-year-old said, Mommy, I felt compelled. You better control your feelings. I felt compelled. It wasn't to do the right thing. You have to control your compulsions. You know? So judge yourself like a wise judge. Do not go astray from my teaching and do not acquire ignorance lest you lead your people astray. Do not flee from the divine and the teaching which which are within you. For he who is teaching you loves you very much. For he shall bequeath to you a worthy austerity. Cast out the animal nature which is within you. Cast it out. And do not allow base thought to enter you. For you know the way which I teach. If it's good to rule over a few, as you see it, how much better it is to rule over everyone, since you are exalted about every congregation and every people, or prominent in every respect, and are a divine reason, having become master over every power which kills the soul. My son, does anyone want to be a slave? Anyone want to be a slave? Why then do you trouble yourself wrongly? My son, do not fear anyone except God alone, the exalted one. Cast the deceitfulness of the devil from you. Accept the light for your eyes and cast out the darkness from you. Live in Christ and you will acquire a treasure in heaven. Do not become a sausage of many things which are useless. And do not become a guide in your blind ignorance. My son, listen to my teaching, which is good and useful, and end the sleep which weighs heavily upon you. Depart from the forgetfulness which fills you with darkness. Since you were unable to do anything, I would not have said these things to you. But Christ has come in order to give you this gift. Why do you pursue the darkness when the light is at your disposal? Why do you drink stale water when the sweet wine is available for you? Wisdom summons you. Yet you desire folly. By your own desire do you do these things, but it's the animal nature within you that does them. Wisdom summons you in her goodness, saying, come to me, all of you, all foolish ones, that you may receive a gift, the understanding which is good and excellent. I am giving to you a high priestly garment which is woven from every kind of wisdom. What else is evil death except ignorance? What else is evil darkness except familiarity with forgetfulness? Familiarity with forgetfulness. Cast your anxiety upon God alone. Cast your anxiety, shake it off. Upon God alone, don't become desirous of gold and silver, which are profitless, but clothe yourself with wisdom like a robe. Put knowledge on yourself like a crown and be seated upon a throne of perception. I love that sentence. Put knowledge on yourself like a crown and be seated upon a throne of perception. Perception. Create your own paradigm dimensional shift within yourself. Get into fourth and fifth and sixth and reach higher dimensional thinking and revolutionizing yourself. 
and taking the freedom to do that. Put knowledge on yourself like a crown and be seated upon a throne of perception, for these are yours and you will receive them again on higher, on high another time. Okay? Wisdom summons you in her goodness. Come to me, all of you. That's just part of the teachings of Sylvanus in the Nakamadi Library. And so the metaphysical meaning of Sylvanus is, um, it means, well, actually, the meaning of Sylvanus itself means wood dwelling, living in woods, genius of the trees, wood nymph, rural deity of fields and flocks, abundant growth. This is what they turned him into within the Greek Latin society, abundant growth, abounding in trees, wooded and woody. And so he's thought to be the same person as Silas, 2 Corinthians 1.19. But the metaphysical meaning of Sylvanus is a rugged state of mind, woody dwelling, wood, rugged, a rugged state of mind. Also, perception, understanding, working in conjunction with the will of the word of truth. And zeal, inspired reason, united with faith. Right, so truth is Paul and Timothy is faith. The four times he was mentioned, who was he with? Paul and Timothy. It's the rugged state of mind, also perception, understanding, working in conjunction with the will of the word of truth and the zeal of the inspired reason, united with faith. United with faith. And so the metaphysical meaning of Silas, since they believe it's derivative, I checked into that. And so, again, abundant, abounding in trees, abundant growth, overstand abundant growth, forest-like, wooded, woody. So a chief man among the believers in Jerusalem who accompanied Paul on some of his missionary journeys, Acts 15:22, And Paul chose Silas to go with him in the place of Barnabas after Paul's disagreement with Barnabas. Acts 15.40. And so Silas is a contracted form of the name Sylvanus. So, which is the metaphysical meaning, meaning rugged state of mind that goes well with the Paul consciousness. 1025, Paul and Silas represent the will and the understanding in their work of clearing up the consciousness. The will. You got to have the will. The will and the understanding in their work of clearing up the consciousness, you know, it, it's, it's a daily thing, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm going to be conscious on Wednesday or I'm going to be conscious, you know, just part of today. And, you know, <laughs> no, it's the will and the understanding in their work of clearing up the consciousness, the verse, but when Silas and Timothy came down from Macedonia, Paul was constrained by the word testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ, Acts 8, 18.5, is explained met- metaphysically as follows. When fired with perception, Silas from on high and zeal with Timothy, fervor of the soul, Macedonia, truth is pressed by the word to proclaim that Jesus, I am, is the Christ, the saving power. So when fired with perception from on high, with zeal and fervor of the soul, truth is pressed by the word to proclaim that Jesus, I am, is the Christ saving power. 
So that's how you clear through that whole Hegelian dialectic. You have to have a rugged state of mind, the will to understand the work of clearing up the consciousness. You can't be constrained by their words and their symbolisms and their contradictions, but by the I am, the saving power. Take a moment and pause with that and reflect, and then let your movements be made clear. You know, the teachings of Sylvanius is really a wonderful read, and, it, you know, I could definitely go on about it. I'm going to take a music moment, and I'll come back shortly. According to Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I see? Who shall I see? Look up on the sky and tell, tell me what is there for us to see. So many mornings that we wake up The morning in the pocket to be Never stop to take the shot Cause the wood might be easier for me Whenever it thought that this as such Confess and recognizes me I go down
Praise the Most High for that joyful tune. It just always makes me feel so good inside. It's very uplifting. And um, it's good to adjust your frequencies to come out the shift of what they prepared. You know, I have an eclectic taste. I'm somewhat of an audiophile. I like true talent expressed through in all its musical forms. I love art as well. And um, sounds play a big part and um, protecting oneself from the intrusion of these base resonances that permeate throughout the airwaves and in our homes. You know, so you have to take your frequency into your own hand and in your own mind and allow your expressions to come forth. And as my music is so much of a co-host, I'm going to go over who I played this evening. That was just... um, Chris Atunde Abajwa, and that was Twin, um, Osalande, My Reflection, featuring Divine Essence, Claire Angel, Love is All I Bring. I also played NECA, Book of Job, as well as um, Latin Cafe, Power to Conquer, LaBelle, What Can I Do for You, Kita, Stand for Something, Lauren Hill, Neurotic Society, NECA, Africans, Soulfricans, Sex in Africa, Coffee, Welcome to My Club, Yuna, Live Your Life, and my beautiful sister, my body, I miss her immensely, Melody Amore, I'm so happy to have her be a part of this journey of this podcast and be here with me rhythmically in tune with that song, Illusions. You know, she wrote and produced um, many songs, some of her work is still on YouTube, Melody Amore, and she passed away around three years ago, and um, she was a very bright, vibrant woman. She died at the age of 39. She had five children, and the youngest was three. You know, this medical system, she had lupus, overstand, and um, she went to the doctor, and they gave her the wrong medicine, And it gave her problems with her kidneys. So then she was forced to go and get um, that, the people that have to go get their blood drained, you know, when they have kidney disease and you have to get your blood drained. So she, they, they signed her to a contract. She could only go to one place within her neighborhood and they made her go every day. And on the last day she, you know, died. And the beginning of that song, the intro was by Dead Presidents, who were friends of hers and supported her music because it was so conscious. So big shout out to my sister in forever. We, you know, she and I and some other sisters when I was younger was part of this group called Soul Sisters on the Rise. My values, my consciousness cannot be compromised. Overstand, and she's a soul sister on the rise. Melody Amore and her song Illusions. And Claire Angel, Praises Be. The intro this evening was John, was John 9, Intentions, and Dawn Tellman, You Could Be Who You Want, which was mixed by DJ Drew House, who does gospel house music. I love his music on handsonradio.fm, and um, Earthology by the Whitefield Brothers featuring Jaka. I want to thank you again for tuning in to this frequency that I share you know, I started this podcast with trepidation and hesitation and, 
you know, overcame and overcoming still and with the blessings and the strength of the most high and the grace of peace and blessings that's reciprocated as I see, you know, the ones that listen on a weekly basis. I appreciate you and I send love to you and I hope your family's protected and you grow inwardly in abundance and that it manifests into something great in your inward parts and then spills off into your outward parts and makes your life beautiful. In Jesus' name, I pray all these things for everyone within the listening ear. And I thank you so much for joining me again. Peace and blessings. This is Rita Marley. Good morning, Ja. Days of 